1: A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements,
2: views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group.
1: In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 1045 WOKV.
3: Hey, hey, welcome. That's right, in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick. Sometimes sitting next to me is my father, Ken. uh, But today I am joined by Jim Sellers of Renewal by Anderson. How are you doing today, brother?
0: I'm doing great, and it's exciting to be
3: here and being able to talk about Renewal by Anderson a little bit. Let's do it. show's called In the House, all about home improvement and construction. If you have a project that you're working on and you want to know how to get to the next step, or if there's something in the house that you need to fix, you want to know how to get started with it, this is the place to be. Whether it's a structural question, electrical, plumbing, anything having to do with home improvement, you can give us a call. Number to dial 340-1045, again, 340 340- 1045, uh, website inthehouseshow.com. You can email us a question through that site as well. There's a little link there on inthehouseshow.com. You can click on it and ask us a question. Uh, we will uh, read it live on the air and then answer it. Uh, I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, Throughout the week, we help uh, people with roofing, siding, and windows. Uh, But I'm a general contractor, uh, and actually Jim is as well. Uh, And um, uh, even though throughout the week uh, we do roofing, siding, and windows, we can answer all types of home improvement questions, uh, uh, whether it's a leaky faucet or a structural question, electrical, plumbing, really anything having to do with home improvement. We'll give it a shot. Uh, but uh, the best part of this show is you are a great listener. We'd love for you to be a part of the show, Three four zero one zero four five. 1045 You can email us a question, questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right. So on today's show, uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. We're going to start out this morning uh, talking about uh, replacing your windows, and uh, then we are going to move on to some other topics uh, later on in the show. But uh, your calls can be about anything home, home improvement. Three four zero one zero four five. It's hot out, and so whenever the the, it, it starts to get warm. I think about uh, uh, that bill that comes in, the the my power bill comes in, and I look at how much I'm spending, and I'm like, oh, okay, i got to do things to reduce energy at my home. Uh, I was reading an article recently, and it uh, talked about uh, replacing your windows uh, being uh, the top two. Uh, uh, there was a top ten things, and, uh, and replacing your windows was in uh, second place of how to achieve uh, energy efficiency at your home, and uh, and uh, Renewal by Anderson uh, replacement windows are at the top of that list. Uh, let's talk about that, Jim. How come uh, the newer windows are just so much more energy efficient than older ones?
0: Well, the main thing is, you know, especially with Renewal by Anderson, Anderson giant big huge anderson set out to make the best replacement window available and really the you know it starts with the top quality glass and the absolute excellence when it comes to construction you know double insulated glass with uh, with argon in between a low e glass as well as additional additives to the exterior surface of the glass uh, just uh, absolutely incredible the the difference and uh, energy efficiency because of the glass. And then also the f- the frame itself, the actual structural component of the window is a product called Fibrex. It's a composite product. Um, it's it's made up of, of wood, which would have been wasted, so it's a great renew- renewable product. Um, and then also some thermopolymers, so it has all the efficiency of a, maybe a less attractive vinyl window, but with all the, you know, the beauty of a painted wood window and so it's uh, it's just a it's just a great product and really the the attention to detail the space between the glass the the inert gas in there uh just make it incredible uh, the amount of um energy efficiency and the difference that you'll be able to see you'll be able to see and feel it instantly literally after a guy puts it in an opening you you'll you'll feel the difference it's, it's incredible
3: Now the difference between a single pane of glass and double pane of glass with that air, you know, that airspace with a gas, like, why is it, like what is the technical reason as to why one uh, is not as efficient as the other?
0: Well, the main reason is glass is an excellent conductor of heat and cold. You know, it, it uh, just plain glass by itself is, I mean, it's not really any difference in the hot, you know, in, in the, the heat. And so without, you know some special attention to detail uh you know originally they just went from one pane of glass to two panes of glass, which did help a little bit um but really, when they found out about really properly sealing those two panes of glass and putting an inert gas in between the gas um the gas does not move or adjust or just doesn't it is it is inert, and so nothing. Uh, will will pass through it as far as heat or cold is concerned and uh you know and that's um that's a really good uh saver of uh, or a really it it turns a good conductor of cold glass into a very poor conductor of heat and cold um with that gas in between and so plus the uh you know plus there are coatings in, on the on the glass that are uh, low e um and so it uh, it also will protect from u v light so you know you're um, furniture or rug that might get faded out if it's in the sun, that will no longer happen. So there are there are many, many benefits and energy efficiency, uh, being the the one of the most important ones to talk about, but uh you know, there there are many other uh components and, and advantages to a really high quality window like Renewable Anderson.
3: Now, if you want a quote from Renewal by Anderson, their number, 222-8064. Again, two 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 eight zero six four. Of course, area code 904, 222-8064. So, it's, so there, we have the glass, right? The glass is an important part of uh, energy efficiency when it comes to windows. But uh, the, the frame or the sash plays an important role as well, right?
0: Yeah that's true. I mean the uh you know you can have the best glass in the world and if the window's open it doesn't help and so if you're not, if you're not properly sealed with with correct weather stripping and correct locking mechanisms and then the frame itself being a you know high quality product you will uh you know it's it's useless. Um you know and it, you might see a tiny benefit if you but if you don't have proper weather stripping and flashing and sealing measures in place then those things are not going to you're not going to see the benefit um at all. And then also with the frame, <clears throat> the uh, you know, some of the, you know, the vinyl products, they just have not proven structurally strong enough to keep that glass from failing. So sometimes, you know, you'll put great glass in a, in a window, and then, you know, because the frame is not strong enough or the sash itself is not strong enough, uh, then that glass, that seal will fail, and then you get that ugly kind of fog, misty gunk in between your panes. So not only does it no longer look pretty, but it also has lost that that great benefit of of the inert gas in between there and the energy efficiency along along with it
3: so let's talk about seal failure for a second. You know, this is this is something that before uh, I saw the Renewal by Anderson uh, product, uh, people would call and ask about seal failure or that you know that kind of uh, uh, fuzziness or haziness to the window. And we just talked about you know that that was something that happens to windows in Florida, and and it's just something that you that you just kind of have to live with. And you know that was kind of the discussion before, but actually with Renewal by Anderson. Uh, you don't have to live with that anymore, right?
0: You do not, absolutely not. That that portion of the glass is is warranted for 20 years, but a renewal by Anderson has less than one half of one percent ever of any seal failure rate. So you don't have to live with that if the glass is properly. Assembled, which um Renaud By Anderson goes through all the extended extremes to do that. They they assemble it in an argon chamber and seal it around, and there's never a penetration where argon is like pumped in there. It's just so it's sealed, and uh, and it's sealed with excellence. Then it's installed in a frame that is structurally sound that will support it and that will, you know, so your seals aren't moving around, it's glazed in in a way where that glazing won't fail and so you don't have to live with that because, um, you know, Renewal by Anderson we we own the whole thing, we manufacture it, we warranty it, we install it, we service it, so there is no reason to ever live with that, so with Renewal by Anderson it will not happen, and if for some crazy, very strange reason it did, you are covered um, behind, you know, with the great name of Renewal by Anderson
3: so there's two main reasons why we've seen the the seal failure one is is the the glass itself just not be having a good seal and then secondly is the frame and we see it a lot with vinyl uh, replacement windows which is why we see it a lot in Florida because a lot of the replacement windows are, are vinyl but actually you guys at renewal by Anderson have fixed and solved those two things one by having a really good seal at the at the connection of the, the actual glass and then two having a frame Material that is actually solid enough to keep the window in place.
0: Right, that's it exactly. So, what you'll see with some, you know, and I don't want to, probably not too exciting to hear about different types of glazing, but you know, a traditional way would be like to boot glaze a window and those, and you, and you seal in the aluminum windows, and, and that is a, a seal failure, Then, uh, or an easy way to have a seal failure, and then um, you know, a direct set into a frame that's not strong enough. Uh, you can also end up with seal failure, and that happens. Um, we see that in vinyl windows, even even what you would call a, a you know a higher end vinyl window, um, we still see that with 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 pretty re- pretty good regularity. So, um, removal by Anderson has addressed all of those problems from the frame to the proper glazing to the proper assembly of the glass, um, and then they're always there to 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 back you up with it.
3: All right. So if it's not vinyl, it's not aluminum, it's not wood. I mean, what's left? Like, what the heck? What the heck is a renewal by Anderson window? Then, that-
0: exactly, it is. Um, it, it's a product that uh, they have they've manufactured. It basically they came up with it in the '60s. The uh, the existing CEO of Anderson saw all the wood they were just throwing away. You know, they were throwing away shortcuts, and they were throwing away sawdust, and they were throwing away um, you know wrong cuts. Anything was just getting disposed of, and it was. And and he was very um, that bothered him, which I which I'm pretty impressed with, you know. He was ahead of his time ecologically, so he bought. They bought a uh, a composites company, an Italian composites company, which I didn't even know composites were a thing in the 60s. Didn't anybody thought of them? And so they bought it, and they took all that wood waste, as well as they buy the wood waste up of many other companies, and they combine it with uh, thermopolymers, and they come up with this beautiful product that that has the look and feel of a painted wood window. Um, but, you know, the, the durability, the low maintenance, and the efficiency of a vinyl window. And so that's really a big difference, and, uh, and they've just gone above and beyond. They set out, you know, when you're the best window and door company in the world, and they set out to make the best product available on the market, um, you know, and they, they, have, they have come up with this product as the best window replacement product in the industry.
3: And it truly is. And it's called Fibrex. And uh, all the Renewal by Anderson windows are are made of it. So it's not not wood. It's not aluminum. It's not vinyl. It's a material called Fibrex. And so you get the advantages uh, and strength of the wood without the downside of wood, which is the rot. And so um, if you want to call Renewal by Anderson, their number, 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. Of course, area code 904. We have to take a quick break. and we come back, uh, Brian and Ponte Vedra has a question about tinting double-pane windows. Line open for you. Uh, number to dial, 340-1045. You're listening in the house. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. My name is Jared Mellick. I own Universal Roof and Contracting. We help you with your roofing, siding, and window needs. And then we've got Jim Sellers with Renewal by Anderson, uh, the best replacement window uh, company, uh, part of uh, the Anderson uh, Corporation. It's a replacement window division of, uh, of Anderson Corporation answering your window questions. So, uh, number to dial, 340 Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Brian in Ponte uh, Brian, how are you doing today, brother?
4: Doing fantastic, um, Jared. Thank you for asking, and uh, hello to Jim as well from Anderson. Um, hey, I got a question for you about uh, tinting double-pane windows. Now, my the front of my home has an eastern exposure. And that room gets really warm. And then on the flip side, when the sun's going down and these being longer days, the back of the house, um, one particular room especially, um, gets extremely warm. Now, I have ceiling fans all over the place, the air moves, but it still feels warm. And I wondered if there's a product that will last a long time, not bubble up and look like, you know, some makeshift deal that will last um, a a good length of time without changing the windows
0: go ahead Jim okay yeah I'll take that one there are um, you know I mean of course I love replacing the windows so we'd love to do that for you but also yeah there are some advantages to uh, tinting windows and 3M products are probably going to be your best products for that Uh, you know because tinting is typically plastic uh, plastic is a natural UV kind of inhibitor so you will you know you'll reduce your uv you know direct exposure in that way um and uh um you know and it also you know will reduce some of the direct heat coming in it's not um, obviously not as good as a you know a new window with a nice big double insulated pane and those type of things but you will see some benefit uh what you'll have to do is some, the the better the products the better the 3m products um you know, obviously, the more they cost, so you're just going to have to count the cost to see if it's really worth it. You will have some more comfort in that room, I don't know, and you'll reduce your UV um, exposure. I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to um, really make a huge, huge difference, but it will help. I mean, there will be some some benefit to it. So um, it, it's not like replacing a window, but it is, it is a, it is a decent step, and you will, you know, it will buy some time for sure until you are ready to replace your windows.
3: Right. It does. It does help with the it does help with the solar heat gain is the area where it's actually gonna help. Obviously it doesn't help with the efficiency of the window of how it's installed or anything like that. Now the thing that you do have to be cautious of when uh when installing um uh uh, window tent to an existing window is there's been a number of cases where people would install the tent and and um, and it would actually cause one of the panes of glass to break. And the reason is is that if it has um, a, an absorption rating of 50% or, or higher, a solar heat absorption rating of 50% or, or higher, it actually is going to hold some of that heat and it can cause one of the panes of glass to break. So you have to be really cautious. There's only Specific window tints that can be used when it's a double pane glass because it's on one of the panes and it can cause that one pane of glass to actually increase in temperature and then uh, and then it would break. So it, what you're going to find is is that you want a, a solar um, a, a absorption rating of 50 percent or less. You want to make sure that it's not greater than that. You also don't you want to make sure that you're not using uh, automotive window tint uh, because a, a a lot of times that would be a problem as well. But as Jim said, 3M makes makes some good products, and and actually, if you end up uh, contacting 3M or a 3M dealer, uh, then they can help you through that process. But you you don't want to just go out and buy any window ten and put on a, a double pane uh, window because it can it can have some problems.
4: Should it would it be better to have it placed on the outside or inside?
3: Um, I believe that they typically are going to do it on the inside. Uh, is is if I remember correctly, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to do it on the inside, not the outside. Okay, thank you very much, guys. All right, thanks, Brian. Appreciate yeah, well, one, it. A weekend thanks man. you too uh, appreciate that for sure and if you end up wanting to skip that whole process and just replace the windows, then of course a renewal by Anderson would be able to help you with that two 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 eight zero six four again two 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 eight zero six four now how do they make the windows uh, differently Jim where they uh, where they automatically have that that tinting to them
0: Well, the great thing about um, you know some of the low e applications is it is it does have all the UV protection but it doesn't give you that dark sort of weird color that sometimes the you know aftermarket applied tinting's will um so it is uh, you know there's there's sprayed on applications um as well as built into the glass and so you really get um you you still you get all the uv protection and all the savings and all the efficiency but it doesn't look you know tinted i mean you can see a slight difference if you put you know you put it right next to a a totally clear p- pane of glass but um but it's not as you know, It's not that real dark kind of thing. That yeah, so it cuts out, cuts out the
3: heat without cutting out the light.
0: Absolutely. And again,
3: uh, RenewalByAnderson.com or call uh, 222-8064, of course, area code 904. All right, that music means we need to take a break. Time for news. When we get back, uh, Tom has a question about solar panels on a roof. Line open for you, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House. We'll be right back.
1: Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV.
3: Hey, hey, welcome back in the house with Ken and Jared. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Uh, number to dial with your home improvement questions, three four zero one zero four five. Again, three four zero one zero four five. 1045 That's right. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, help people with roofing, siding, and windows. But I'm a general contractor, so I can answer most home improvement questions. And then, um, of course, we've been talking to Jim Sellers, uh, talking about window replacement uh, with renewal by anderson all right let's go back to the phones let's talk to tom tom you're in the house how can we help you
1: i i recently installed a solar powered vent fan in my roof Mm -hmm. and i read on the internet where if you have off-ridge vents you should block them and i did that and when i put my hand up to the back of the fan I could feel a slight pressure on my hand, mm-hmm. which indicated that I probably wasn't drawing enough air. So I went on the opposite side of the house and pulled the uh, insulation blocking the ridge vent out. Then I could feel the uh, air flow Going through the fan, so I guess my question is: Are these fans really that effective? Because the temperature uh, still tags a uh, hundred and twenty-degree thermometer.
3: Sure. Well, great question. So, when we look at uh, when we look at attic ventilation, there is a there is definitely an art and a science to it. And um, most people, when they look at attic ventilation, they just say, "Okay, I've got some vents up there." and that's it, I'm fine. Uh, but there is a whole process that we go through to determine the best type of attic ventilation for for the home. So you are correct in that when you look at, so the old style that you had was a passive ventilation system called an off-ridge vent. It just works because it's a hole, right? So it's a hole, which means that when the attic, you know, when pressure starts to build in the attic, uh, the heat starts to rise, there's a hole there. So some of that hot air will escape out of that hole. And then you have this uh, power fan. This one happens to be a solar-powered fan, and it works because uh, it's temperature-controlled. When the fan turns on, it sucks the hot air out of the attic space. But understand that hot air will only escape at the same rate that cool air will come in. And so if you have a fan, the power fan, and then you have an off-ridge vent right next to it, then what typically would happen if you don't close off that the off-ridge vent, then the air is just going to travel between those two vents. That fan's going to turn on. If, that fan, when it turns on, it doesn't know where it's pulling air from. And if there's a hole right next to it, it's just going to pull from that individual hole that is right next to it. Now, what it sounds like here, though, is that you don't have another area of intake throughout the home where the, where the hot air can actually, as the fan turns on, for that fan to pull from. So the best way to do a power ventilation system is if you have an intake and exhaust, so for example, let's say that you have soffit vents along the outer edge, well when that fan turns on, it's going to pull the hot air, cool air is going to come in through those soffit vents, it's going to escape through that fan that's at the top, or if you have a gable style, let's say that you have a gable vent uh, that is open at, at both sides, that fan turns on and the cool air is going to come in through those gable vents and then going to exhaust through that fan that's up top but if you don't have those other openings throughout the throughout the home then what's going to happen is is a negative air pressure is going to build inside that attic because there's nowhere for the for that cool air to come in, and then eventually what's going to happen is is that it's actually going to pull the air conditioning out of the inside of the home because around can lights or around AC registers or around other openings, uh, it's it's actually going to pull the AC from inside the home. And you're going to be air conditioning the attic because a negative air pressure is going to build inside that attic as that fan is trying to suck the the hot air out of the attic space but if there's nowhere for the cool air to come in then uh then it can't come in. So that's what it sounds like. Do you have any sort of other intake of ventilation uh anywhere throughout the attic space?
1: Yes, I do. The whole it's a hip roof. So the house has soffits all the way around it.
3: Okay. Have you so, have you d- have you double checked to make sure that those soffits aren't blocked? A lot of times what will happen is is that when uh when insulation is blown in, they actually blow the they don't put a baffle along the outside edge and then it, as you blow it in it blocks uh, the soffit vents uh, around the outer edge. Have you checked that?
1: Yes, I've checked that. And uh what I'm beginning to think I might have put in too large of a fan.
3: Yeah, I think you're I- right. Yeah.
1: I put in a um 1550 CFM
3: fan. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. That's what that's what it sounds like. So if you have plenty of intake and that is still occurring, then then yeah, you may have used too large of a of a fan. They're rated to do a certain amount of attic space. So if you look at the paperwork from the manufacturer, it's going to say, okay, this uh, it's rated to do this amount of attic floor space. Uh, if you look at the the uh, size of your attic uh size of the um, you know the floor space of your attic in, in conjunction with what it's rated for that would be the best uh just to make sure it's rated for that size of attic space
1: well i might have done a miscalculation i'll have to review that but i made that type of calculation uh when i started this whole project so I've opened up one of the off-ridge vents, and it is on the opposite side of the house of the uh, solar-powered fan. Okay. So I'm drawing through the entire attic space.
3: Perfect. But the
1: temperature still seems so high. What kind of temperatures can I expect to see up there?
3: Well, I mean— You're going to see even a well-ventilated attic space is still going to be, you know, 120 degrees. I mean, if it's 110 degrees outside, you know, if it's 100 degrees outside, the surface of the roof is is probably 130, 140 because it's, you know, usually an asphalt shingle. So the attic temperature is still going to be 110, 120 degrees. So it's still going to be hot. What we don't want it to be is we don't want it to be 160 degrees. You know, we don't want it to be that sort of heat, but it's not like your attic space is going to be 90 degrees. You know what I mean? Like it's it's still hot it's it's you know it's going to be you know 15 percent hot hotter than the outside temperature is
1: i understand i i've got some smoke emitters and i'm going to check that out as well and uh then i can zero in on where the airflow actually is
3: that's that's great it's funny that you say that like that was that's a very technical way to to, fi- to figure it out, and it sounds like you're pretty advanced, so that's awesome. But, yeah, checking where the airflow is actually coming in is a, is a great idea. And what you've done is, is you've opened up the off-ridge vent on the opposite side of the home. Like, that's what my suggestion would have been um, because the idea is, is that you don't want to create such a negative air pressure that it pulls the air conditioning from from inside the home uh, into the attic space. And so the best way to do that is to open up the furthest vent away, uh, from where that fan is, which is exactly what you did. So, uh, so good job. I mean, you're, you're, you're thinking of all the right stuff.
1: Well, good. Thanks for the reassurance and, uh, enjoy your show.
3: Thanks, Bud. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Really, really do. If you want to take his line, he's no longer using it. Three four zero one zero four five. Again, three four zero one zero four five. You can also email us a question. Uh, just do that through the website uh, universalroofjacks.com. You can do it questions at universalroofjacks.com, uh, or the radio show website is in the inthehouseshow.com. You can uh, ask us a question through there as well. Now, if you want uh, us to come out and take a look at it, uh, our business, Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, we uh, do uh, ventilation installation, uh, and so uh, we also do roof repairs and replacement. Uh, we also do siding um uh and uh then we use a uh, renewal by anderson as uh, uh, for our window replacement uh, but if you want to call my office it's 647-3907 again 647-3907 of course area code 904 and um uh you can uh uh you can definitely uh, uh give us a call and we always come out uh, for free uh just to take a look at it all right let's talk to michael michael you're in the house how can we help you problem but. is this gentleman
1: i had a spray foam and all my problems went away my attic which was normally uh, 120 you know brutal in there now is like 10 degrees higher than the house temperature
3: sure yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, spray foam is definitely a way to reduce the attic temperature. The The thing about a retrofit on an existing home, uh, you do have to be, um, y- you just have to be cautious because not only is the uh, spray foam a heat barrier, but it's also an air barrier. So you, as long as you factor in, you know, because right now the bad air in the house is going to escape through that ventilation system that's in the attic. And so as long as you, you have to make sure that you have enough fresh air coming into the home you have to make sure that you have a fresh air intake you need to make sure that you have returns in all of the rooms to get the air flowing throughout the entire house uh, you have to make sure that you close off any of the ventilation system that's uh, that's in the attic, including the soffit vents and whatever ridge vents. But yeah, I mean, I have spray foam in my own personal house, so I'm certainly not anti spray foam. Uh, I, I think that for many cases, it's a it's a good option. You just need to make sure that you factor all of those things in, um, and um, uh, and it can be a good option. But the to increase the ventilation system is a uh, is a very minor change where spray foam is a is a very major change to the uh, to the home but uh, certainly a good suggestion and 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 a great option for many people thanks mike Appreciate it. all right thanks brother all right let's see uh let's go do i have time to take one more before we take a break all right let's go to charlene uh charlene uh how can we help you
1: during the pressure washing, the the air vents that are on the outside of the house for the dryer were broken.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: we had to replace them. They didn't fit properly, so there's some gaps. Okay. So I'm wondering what I should do.
3: Sure. And where where are those dryer vents? Is it along an exterior wall, or is it on a roof? Yeah, it's it? It? on
1: the outside of the the wall on the side of the house.
3: Okay. And I so, do have
1: vinyl.
3: Okay. So the important thing there's a flashing piece that go that go around those. And so if um you can have a slight gap and I'm not too concerned about it as long as the gap is in a is in the right spot. So there's a piece of there's the dryer vent itself and then there's an outer flange that goes around it which is called flashing. Now understand that Uh, with anything that is exterior, whether it's on an exterior wall or whether it's on, on the roof, it has to be shingled properly, meaning that it has to be overlapped in such a way where the lower part goes down first and then the higher part goes above it so that that way as water runs down the wall, it gets on that flashing piece and then goes around the hole so you don't get any openings inside that area. And so as long as it is shingled, properly, meaning that as long as it's flashed properly and that the, it's not just adhering to the outside uh, where there would be what's called a back water lap, meaning that it wouldn't be shingled properly. As long as it is shingled properly, we're not too concerned about it. And then filling the gap, you can do with some sort of um, uh, spray foam or some sort of caulking. Uh, this, the concern with vinyl specifically is that the vinyl siding is not waterproof by itself there's actually a secondary water barrier behind that called it 's an underlayment system or house wrap, and so that flashing for that uh, for that dryer vent has to go behind that um, secondary water barrier in order to be waterproofed correctly so Uh, You would want to ask that question to whoever installed it to make sure that the flashing for that dryer vent goes behind the secondary water barrier. And if it's not, then it needs to be replaced properly uh, so that the water does run around it. Uh, And then you can also install, whenever we have a transition of um of vinyl uh, siding then what you would do is there's a what's called a j channel that fits around that it's a it's a piece of flashing specifically designed Uh, for vinyl siding and it's you would cut it in a specific way so that that way it uh, seals tight to where that dryer vent is Uh, so uh, those are the two things that you have to be concerned about that the flashing is um, is sorry the three things that the flashing is um, is shingled properly uh, that it goes behind the secondary water barrier and then that the j channel uh, is installed properly so those are the three things Uh, if you want uh, we do siding uh, at uh, universal roof and contracting uh our number uh would be 647-3907 whether it's a small or <laughs> repair yeah 647-3907 thank you very much thanks for your call appreciate it all right uh we're going to take a quick break uh when we come back uh elisa on the south side has a question about uh, replacing a patio door and william downtown has a french door that leaks uh, we'll answer both of those questions coming up. You're listening to In the House on News uh, 104.5 WOKB. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House show. Uh, time to call right now. Last chance for today. Let's talk to Elisa on the south side. Elisa, how can I help you?
1: Yes, good morning. I have a stucco home, and I have two patio glass doors, one in the living room and one in my master bathroom bedroom. So I'm not too thrilled about that patio door in my bedroom. So uh, is it a good idea to remove that patio glass door and put a window instead?
3: Yeah, you certainly can. It's easier to, um, uh, to take a a patio door, for example, and close it in to make it a window, then it is the opposite. Either one of those can be done. Uh, but yeah, if you do not want a, a door going out uh, from your bedroom, you certainly could close that in fairly easily and uh, just in, uh, just put a window there. Uh, the biggest concern would be patching the stucco to make sure that the stucco matches and then making sure that it's waterproof down towards the bottom. I mean, those are the biggest concerns. Uh, but um, you know, we do that type of work, so if you give the office a call, uh, 647-3907, it's, it's something that we could help you out with.
1: Okay, thank you very much.
3: All right, thanks. Let's thank talk to William downtown. How can I help you, William?
1: Yeah, hey, how you doing?
3: Good, how are you?
2: I'm going to take you off speaker there. Hi. Uh, I know your specialty is roofing, but it sounds like you know a little bit about everything. Um, I appreciate that very much. Sure, enough. Um problem. I... Um, I have a French door. We have French doors on the second floor toward the river, and that's mm-hmm. important because we get wind and rain hitting it. Yep. The mistake I made when I built the house was that I made the doors open inwardly rather than outwardly. That's one mistake I made. Another mistake is that I didn't put a threshold, a cover mm-hmm. full threshold underneath the doors. Yep. I think that's the reason I'm getting a continuous leak, and no matter how tight we try to make those doors with those little latches you put on on the top edge of the door, you know to keep them tight yep. no matter what we do, we continue to get a little leak, and that can be critical to the downstairs ceiling you know so yeah
3: just and just to confirm this is um those doors go out to a second floor walkable deck, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, this is a very common uh, uh, water intrusion problem. Uh, we are both roofing contractors and general contractors. We do windows, doors, uh, and roofing, and what you have here is kind of a combination of those things, and usually it, you have a, somebody who's a, who's a specialist in roofing but doesn't really understand windows and doors, or you have somebody who understands windows and doors, doesn't necessarily understand roofing. We actually do both. So there's the biggest mistakes that I see people make is, is there supposed to be a waterproofing kind of a pan material that goes underneath of that door because it's not only a, um, a a threshold for the actual door, but it also has to have a curb in it so that it's actually waterproof. So um, it, it is something that we can help you with if you want. You can call the office. It's 647-3907. We can oh send God, one I of our people Oh, I'm driving. Uh, um, well, I can... Wait a minute, uh, I found Ben. Hold okay. on. Okay. Yeah, on be careful. Road. Be careful! Don't get hurt. It's no, universal. No, the road. Okay, yeah, I'm okay, what is it? It's six four seven three nine zero seven six four seven three nine zero seven, and it's Universal Roof and Contracting.
2: What's your name?
3: My name is Jared. But you any of
2: join right? I do.
3: You're yeah, on. yeah. I'm owner. Of the... But any of my guys can help you with it. Uh, chances are it'd be Devin or Ryan that would come out. Uh, but they'll be able to help you for sure. Just call the office. We've got girls answering phones right now. Thanks, brother. Appreciate your call. Show's called In the House every Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Universal Roofing Contracting, 647-3907. Renewal by Anderson, 222-8064. Thanks for listening. God bless. See ya.